previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Dinner is served at 8 p.m. Cordially, M. Hello! There is a dead guy here! Sure, sure is. He is. Well, you're not bothered by that! That's your- he pays you! How are you gonna get paid? I just feel like you could elaborate just a teensy bit more. I didn't meet who hired me. So, like, you could be M. Anyone could be M. I knew that M is watching me tonight. So, I'm gathering that the person that was M is not M, that's Simon. That's a very fair conclusion. Why are we here? Oh, you haven't figured it out already? I've figured it out. I'm Maroon San Francisco, the greatest spy in the world. I'm in love with her. Flamingo, where is your room? I'm pretty sure that there's something hidden in his room. He keeps talking about a contract. I'm going to use my merge with stone, like, racial trait. Is like the wall stone. Can I walk through it? Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the contract is, I mean, there is every clause you can think of in there. But as you're flipping through it, you can see that there is a specifically timed out schedule. You can see between serving the soup and the course after that, it says flip switch. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM. Gobble me, swallow me. <laughs> I'm Tisha. I play Benny, and I don't like macaroni and cheese. Oh, because you're a vegan. There's vegan cheese? No, I just don't like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's vegan macaroni and cheese. I'm just not a huge fan. I'll take my carbs in bread form. I know that's right. I'm Brandon. I play Tara Deck. And I would like to remind you all to wash your hands. That's it. Just wash your hands and wear your goddamn face masks. Oh my god, wear them Um, properly. Underneath your nose doesn't help anyone. Anyone. It doesn't help anyone. Having it in your car doesn't count. (laughs) And they're fun. You could get one set of sequins on them. Uh, Hi, my name's Katie. I play Jet, your Earth Genasi fighter. And after all the talk is mac and cheese and Thanksgiving dinners, I'm I'm really full. I'm sorry, I'm really hungry. (laughs) <laughs> Getting mixed signals. Well, she is a lady. Chris is obviously talking about food, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Gobble <laughs> me. Hi, I'm Jonathan. I play Eve. And if being gay is wrong, well, too bad because I just sucked my boyfriend off to completion. So, oh, oh my God. <laughs> so there's that. I love that our friendship is at this level. <laughs> is it? <laughs> so what's our transition into the question now <laughs> how do we escape that obviously jonathan is your favorite gay representation in media but uh, <laughs> what is our favorite gay representation in media oh my god so one of my favorite gay uh, is uh, a comic book it's the doom patrol uh there was a character called coagula um she, her name was Kate Godwin, but she went by Coagula and she was, she's basically one of the only, um, trans representation in comic books. Uh, and she was written by a trans woman, which is awesome. Uh, her name is Rachel Pollock. She writes a lot of like 
cool, like new agey, witchcrafty, uh, spirituality books, which is pretty neat. And then, and then also Kipo, uh, that one of the characters in the TV show Kipo, it was the first time I heard a character say, I'm gay, like literally utter the words and it, it meant something to me. Right. Yeah. I've heard really good things about Kipo. It's definitely on my list. Oh, I don't know it. I'd have to look at it. Too. It's on Netflix. It's like it's like a kids' show. Okay, I love that. Um, yeah, my favorite great representation is um, there's there uh, in the past like five or six years. There's been a lot of children's books coming out that um, show very non-canon or non-nuclear families. So we have you know gay fathers, uh, trans families, things of that nature. Um, but right now, my favorite one is. Uh, Julian is a mermaid and it is a, um, a child of color and they live with their, um, grandmother. Uh, Julian sees these older, um, older ladies walking down and they're like dressed to the nines. They look like mermaids and Julian's like, I want to be one. And so the child, um, presents as male, you know, but I mean, I don't want to gender this child but the child presents as male but clearly is doing things that are not of the norm that are I guess what you would consider queer and I think that's just very eye-opening for a children's book because when I was a kid like I wore you know t-shirts as hair you know like and I would have loved to seen like a child of color doing the things that I used to do as a kid because hey that would have been nice but yeah my favorite representation right now is children's books uh specifically Julian is a mermaid Oh my god, but wearing shirts as hair, girl. I remember my favorite part <laughs> of showering was like wrapping my hair up in that thing you saw every girl doing on TV. Yep. yep. <laughs> Covering up my chest. I had zero titties, but I still need to cover up my right? chest. <laughs> I had the one across my full body and then like the one wrapped up in my hair, even though I didn't have the fucking hair to fit in there. <laughs> Don't so mind true. me. I'm living my life, okay? My gosh. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll go next. My favorite representation. I would love to like also continue on this children's spree and like mention Steven Universe and stuff. I love that, but that's not what I'm picking. I'm picking Ursula from Little Mermaid, oh. obviously. Mm. Hear me out. I know. Yes, you better go with this over, uh, covert. Right. She's not stated as like a lesbian, but she is based off of a very famous and well-known drag queen named Divine. And if you guys haven't seen this huge public figure, which was revolutionary at the time, John Waters was creating these films that were just so subverse and, and counterculture to what the norm was and trying to bring to the limelight like this gay, lesbian, LGBT culture that wasn't represented well. And it was, honestly, I just loved that it. it was shown in, in, I guess it is still related to like children's media. Mine, mine kind of falls into category with all this, too. Mine is Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Yes! Himbo. Oh, my God. That just made me tear up. Yes, go ahead. Absolutely gay. He had the diet of a bottom. He was always doing salads and soups, nothing heavy. <laughs> Worked out, wore skirts, danced around all the time. And his best friend, the person he was around all the time, was Eartha Kitt. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A sensible 74. Muscle Man Kronk is my... That was legendary. And can we talk about those spinach puffs, please? Like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What an icon. I love it. It's been decided. Kronk is the icon that we've all needed. (laughs) Hey, Hambo. Set the blueprint. 
Yeah, and I just feel lame. <laughs> I really like kids show wise. I really like She-Ra. It's really nice, and it's just it's got like lesbians and they kiss, and when they kiss, they save the world. And it's just like, what if we were gay and girls and we kissed and it saved the world? And also, I got superpowers. Oh, <laughs> oh, who's a furry this episode, huh? <laughs> <laughs> One of those is a wolf lady, I think. Plot twist. She's a cat. <laughs> uh, and then in terms of like adult representation, um, I really loved Winona Earp. She's a cop, unfortunately, but uh, hot and Winona's sister. What's her name? Like they, they get together and it's it's really nice. Like they're really sweet together and it's not like weird or like a big part of the story. It's just... They're just cute and they like each other and, and they're sisters that's what i was gonna say i haven't no, seen no. this show but it sounded like you said winona earp and her sister get together no okay uh, there's a whole lot of judgment going on right now <laughs> there are certain things we will, not, we will not entertain on this podcast <laughs> incest is one of them that's fair no so uh, winona earp is like the main character essentially it, the plot of the the plot of the show is is uh wyatt earp just tell us about the gays just tell us about the gays. She's got a sister. Oh, her younger sister's name is like Beverly or something. And uh, she and uh, one of the local sheriffs fall in love. But you know, like speaking of adult representation, do y'all know like I love like Shit's Creek David and how David was just like, oh. I literally just wanted yeah. to be a boring white gay couple. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. like, yes, we're homos. But yes, that's not all we are. I, lo- I-, I love that. That was that was that was fantastic. Yeah, that whole show, just all of it. Just you know, we could yeah. we should make a Shit's Creek podcast. Can I be Stevie? <laughs> <laughs> you can be Stevie. Uh, I'll be Moira. I called it. Katie's the dad. Katie <laughs> is the dad. I want to be Roland. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel honestly okay. No, no tea. I mean, no shade, but I honestly thought that. Like, with the characters that Chris plays, I thought that Chris would be Roland. Chris is Roland's, Roland's wife. wife. Oh. oh. I feel like she's a real sassy kind of a bitch, though. Maybe you should be Roland's and wife. Actually, like, low-key kind of a I'm huge Alexis. bitch. Sorry. I'm Alexis. Yeah. We all want to be Moira, but... No one Everybody can wants to be a Moira. <laughs> I'm unfortunately <laughs> David, because I truly am that kind of neurotic sometimes. You so. definitely are David. That's true. There's been too many times we watched that show, and Mark's like, you make that face. beautiful gay icons now we're going into a gay podcast brilliant segue we're the icons (laughs) yes wow katie wow gotta manifest the kind of energy you want it is the kind of energy you want that's fair i need to walk into a store and get don't you know i'm internet famous (laughs) as you flip your hair like 12 times exactly you haven't heard of me you haven't heard of me rude (laughs) they usually give me a shot and a half of espresso because you know i'm katie (laughs) (laughs) and put it in a bucket put it in a bucket (laughs) i'm so sorry we need to get you a card that just says katie the academic (laughs) oh my god Oh. oh man okay we're back in in our in our murder mansion we last left off, Anamik was clearing the plates of the missing people in the party, and after being caught, she elbowed or nudged the Viscount, who fell over into his heavy cream soup. Eve has checked for a pulse and realized the Viscount is no more. A second murder has occurred. 
It seems that while we were dillying and dallying, we have come across yet another casualty. And I look at Marie, Anamique, sorry, Anamique, and I say, and it seems that the only person that was in here at the time of his death was you. Tara's just kind of looking back and forth like, I'm, I re, Jet and I. Right there. They were right there. We exist. (laughs) I think. And she like pinches Jet. I had these two here. I had uh, Lady Emerald. I had Maroon San Francisco. No, he just fell over. He was old. He could have just died. Eve, you really need to unfocus your tunnel vision there. There's like six people in this room. Um, um, So then as Eve is like eyes burning at Anamik, um, um, he snaps out of it and is like, oh, oh, I see that we have other uh, other individuals in here. Um, Anamik, please have a seat. If anything, it is suspicious that you were not here and all of us were here. Maybe you were a killer. Oh, no, now, dear old lady, please shut up and sit down. Oh, I'm going to... Okay. First of all, uh, that's not very nice to, you know, use uh, an adjective before describing them as a person as such as old lady. She is a lady and she's not really that old comparatively. And it wouldn't make sense for us to kill somebody inside a room when we're not in it like that's pretty hard to do but if we were all in the room together how would he have been killed a stack kill <laughs> Sorry. I there's mean, a traitor among us you are all <laughs> capable of magic hmm. what if there's just like poison in the heavy cream is everyone in here yeah yeah you have everyone in the room okay, right now i'm casting zone of truth is flamingo here uh flamingo is not there he's in the kitchen right now Okay. We check that he's dead, right? Uh, yeah, there is no pulse. Um, as you're casting this, Flamingo uh, walks in and says, So, time for that special task, huh? Oh, if I count... Okay, that was number two then, right? Is that where we're at? Uh, Flamingo, two murders? I'd like to send back this heavy cream. There seems to be uh, a fly in it. There's a whole man in it, yeah. I'll definitely get that back. Uh, first, I have one thing to do real quick, and he slides a painting... Uh, across the wall and reveals a little latch. Switch, switch. And he says, I would close your eyes. And he flips a switch, and the entire room goes bright white. And I need everyone to make me a perception check with disadvantage. Benny, make me a strength saving throw. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think Tara closed her eyes. Like, yeah. Okay. If you close your eyes, then you can't roll for perception because you definitely didn't see anything then. Um, I rolled a six, uh, 16. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 16 and an 8. So that's, a, that's, that, that's an 8. What'd you roll, Benny? With disadvantage? Yes. And because she's near me, she gets a plus four to her save. Well, uh, I got a six. With my plus four? No, with your plus four, it would be a ten. Okay. Eve, you can see somewhere close to you. Benny just sucked out of the room. As everyone's vision comes back to normal, Benny, Mara... Maroon San Francisco and Anamik are all now missing from the room. I immediately, like, tackle Flamingo down. Kinky. (laughs) Um, Are we face to face? uh, Yeah, we are. And I say, uh, my eyes go black, and I say, my uh, my dear Flamingo, it would be within your best interest right now to tell me where are my friends. Uh, I don't know. I was just told to flip the switch, and then I have to go get the carbonara going. Um, my teeth turn, I'm using a spell, and my teeth turn, like, icy cold, like, crystals. 
and I'm about to like take a bite out of crime on his neck if he doesn't tell me. So, um, oh, hon, if we if we kill him right here right now, we aren't going to get the answer. So, but it seems that he's facilitating both these deaths and the missing peoples. So maybe if we stop him right now, we will have less of a chance of losing yet another person. I actually have an idea of my own. Uh, Jet, could you pull out that contract that we found earlier? Oh, yeah. Jet pulls it out of one of her many pockets. Oh. Oh, shit. Tara looks at uh, Flamingo on the floor and goes, Now, hun, if I am to understand this contract correctly, and to be totally honest, I'm not a lawyer. I just kind of skimmed it. I do believe this guarantees your safety. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, perfect. I do have a spell on my person called Dispel Magic, and um, I am willing to sacrifice your safety since none of us seem to be safe. Whoa, 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 but then no Carbonara. <laughs> I'm more interested in a Carbonara. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I understand. A lot of people just went missing at once in this room. You have the contract. You can see I don't know what happens next. My next job is to serve dinner. With that answer, uh, Eve's hand goes ice cold and he like is about to take out his eye. You still have Zone of Truth on though, right? Like this would be the... Zone of Truth was interrupted. Was it? Okay. I mean, you can cast it on him now if you want to, but you're only going to get him and Lady Emerald or the two dead bodies in the room, but they're not going to lie. So I look to Tara to see, like, what we should do next. So I say, uh, uh, Titi, it seems that we are at a crossroads. Do I maim him and scar him for life, or do we get the questions that we desire? I'm not entirely sure what the situation is here. I think he's pretty much as clueless as we are. But he knew to push the button on this and slide the portrait, so he obviously knows something's up. Uh, Tara goes over to the, the place where the switch is and flicks it again. Sure, blinding white light. When you take it back down, comes back to normal. No one else is We don't missing? have to make another save? No, I mean, there was nothing for you to see this time. Um, and I look at him and I say, who is Simon? I don't know a Simon. Okay, since we're threatening my contract, maybe I'm going to be a little bit more open, actually. So the man we know is, um, he came in looking very um, weathered, long hair, long beard, hasn't showered in a very long time, and I was asked to assist him in looking proper for the evening. It was kind of my first clue that he probably wasn't the person paying me a lot of money to be here. So I just did what I was supposed to do and made him look proper. I don't, I don't know what his name is, but I can say it's not M. Or that at least it's probably s- not. I mean... So the person that is dead right there is not the true M. I doubt it. So where is this person now? I, I never met my employer. This has all been anonymous because the money is good. I didn't question it. And it says I wasn't going to die, so again, didn't question it. But now, kind of got to question it. (laughs) Okay, so tell me, since you know uh, the movements of the evening, what is the next step that you are going to take? Carbonara. (laughs) Is the carbonara poisoned? (laughs) I don't, I didn't poison anybody. So no, the carbonara is not poisoned. It's handmade. Thank you. Don't think it's going to poison anybody, but I'm also not in the kitchen right now with all of my ingredients. So could have been anybody that's been in the kitchen. I feel like we're ignoring the fact that clearly something came in here and snatched a bunch of people. That's also very scary. Yeah. Do we know what that was exactly, Flamingo? Uh, I closed my eyes. Yeah. 
It said to close your eyes, so I closed my eyes. Okay, well, I'm going to do something real quick, and I highly advise that you do not try and resist it, because this will help us, and we won't kill you if you just let it happen. Should I close my eyes? Uh, you can do whatever you want, hon. He closes one eye. <laughs> she casts Mind Spike on him. <laughs> Sounds penetrating. So it's a wisdom saving throw if he wants to make the saving throw. Okay. What does it do? It will do 3d8 of psychic damage, but on a failed save, we know the target's location for the rest of the duration. So I just want to kind of put a tracking device on Flamingo. And hurt him at the same time. Yeah, he's going to roll to try and not have that happen. That's a two. Okay. Yeah, yeah you no. spike that mine. 16. So 3d8. Let's find some dice. Fuck. Oh, that's not bad. Seven damage. Ow! Okay, well now, uh, yeah, I am so sorry. It, it definitely hurt you more than it hurt me. But we are going to keep tabs on you now. That's my little way of uh, seeing exactly where you are at all times. So. It couldn't have been in my arm or like. Uh, it could have been in your neck if you're talking about the ice teeth in my friend's mouth. Uh, okay, <laughs> fair. That's great. So now that you're tracking me, can I go get the next course and I'll clear I mean, maybe make him lean over a different... How about I serve... I'll put up a table in the parlor and we can finish our meals there. No need for us to sit around bodies, right? Is that another step in your scheme? Yes, it's it's in my script. I have to go put a table up now. Yeah. And then serve you carbonara in the parlor. And Jessica asked if there is like a map that that, um, he was given by M, like any like outlines of the house or anything to see like maybe if i can see where they got taken uh i was told to explore the house i kind of just know the island myself at this point i was not given a blueprint or anything unfortunately it's just been a lot of opening doors and figuring it out oh so you can open all the doors though yeah i mean all the doors opened as i said there was the back door that the latch is broken so it swings open wildly but and i don't think i've actually fixed that it's probably been banging all night and none of us have heard it because we've been distracted by murder (laughs) didn't mean to sound so excited there can we look through the contract to see if there's any like in the schedule if there's any more like switches or lovers or suspicious actions yes everyone who wants to look at the contract go ahead and roll investigation on it oh my god i fucking got a nat one Jet just slaps it out of Tara's hands. <laughs> I got an 11, so apparently slapping it out of my hand didn't help me. I let go of Flamingo to go look at it, and I tell Flamingo to go to the, at the kitchen. And I say, Flamingo, it's time for you to prepare the carbonara. Oh, okay, can do. Thanks. And for investigation, I got a 8. Never mind. Great. Um, okay. Emerald. Lady Emerald, uh, is that your name? Yes, well, um, it seems that you would be of great help right now. How, did you happen to see what took our dear friends from this room? Let me see if they have their spirit. Oh, no, I can't do the spirits, not with the Viscount here. I did not see anything, but I also wasn't looking. I was enjoying my cocktail and my salad. You say the spirit of the Viscount is still here. I would assume he doesn't seem to move very fast. And if you were to cont- to see if the spirits are in here right now, uh, maybe traces of what happened, the Viscount, would he be 
a minor nuisance or a terrible problem for you. Oh, I'm not listening to that spirit. You've seen how he is all night. He's probably who he says he is anyway. That's neither here nor there. Um, I need you to do this for me right now. And as I say that, my, um, my, my teeth go back to crystal. As long as your friend will tickle the ivories for me, as they say, I will do this for you. Where is your friend? I liked her. She's the one that is missing. So we need <gasps> you right now to please tell us. That's if you terrible. Can... Tara, if you could please do me a, 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 a large favor. Um, if you could please play heart and soul with one hand, it would be much appreciated. <laughs> Tara walks over to the piano and uh, starts playing the Batman theme. Ferris wheel. <laughs> now I know, I know she like whispers to Eve. I know this isn't heart and soul, but I I don't think she knows the difference. Uh, I start I start dancing to it, um, just to like make the occasion a little more lively. And I say yes, yes, such a vibrant, such delightful music. Now, if we could please have you do your job, that'd be most appreciated. Okay, you've convinced me. Let me remove my helmet. <laughs> she removes her helmet and just closes her eyes, concentrates, trying to hear. Honey, he's just breathing. Just heavy, slow. And what else? What else do you see? He doesn't even need to breathe. He's a spirit. You don't breathe at all. <laughs> well, I imagine I- anyone that drinks that much heavy cream has to breathe a little heavier than most. <laughs> and, and yes, 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 breathing, breathing What else do we see? What was your friend's name? Maybe I hear her Yes, please look for a one Benedina Carlini what, The implication there is that Oh no, she's not a spirit yet either I oh, thank the Lord Thank goodness, and with that um, Eve uh, says Is there any way that we can get our dear friend the Viscount to, to, to do more than breathe Maybe speak to you Viscount you're boring. <laughs> what if he saw harm to his body, his physical body? Uh, Lady Emerald picks up a fork and throws it at the body. Nothing. He has nothing, and she just keeps throwing silverware now. And then, now she's just having fun with it. She just picks up some of her salad and throws it. Um, Take away the cream. With the, <laughs> under the circumstances that Eve believes that the Viacom is truly dead, Eve is going to go and excavate his heart. What? Ah, oh. I am out of here. No, nope. and so I use I use whole person on this thing. No, <laughs> on this oh thing my god! I want to find Benny, and I will find Benny by any means necessary. I don't think that's gonna help find Benny. Well, we I... need him to talk, don't we? I'm sorry, <clears throat> we need him to talk, do we not? Yeah, but people don't. People don't talk through their hearts, hon. Can you make his heart well, talk? Well, we need this breathing spirit to say more than just... <sighs> okay? So we need more no. than that. How do we get this spirit to talk? I have a feeling that if we just continue on with this little charade that's going on, we'll eventually figure out what happened to Benny. She's strong enough to put up for herself. Okay. What Eve is doing is reaching in for the heart and then reaching his hand up into the jaw and talking Yikes. for Viscount. <laughs> Yikes, 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 yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, um, uh, uh, Eve says, okay, well then, uh, I will assist Flamingo in setting up the parlor room. 
So you can make your way into the part of the room. There's one table already set up. Flamingo is carrying in, uh, another one to attach to it. It's like little card tables. You guys aren't getting anything <laughs> fancy anymore. Uh, and he says, if you guys could just grab seven chairs for me, that would be I great. do suggest that you all go together since uh, we have friends dying and dropping like flies left and right. And so I, yeah, they all need to go together. Wait, you think Benny's like dead? I thought she was just kidnapped. Okay, but we've lost both Simon Cowell and um, this Viscount. Yeah, I could care less about the Viscount, to be honest, but... In case we have other friends going missing, I would like for you all to go together. That way you may provide support for each other. Tara's bringing her chair. She's just dragging it by the back end. Mm. Like the two back feet are still dragging against the floor. <laughs> it's, it's not a great sound. From the kitchen appears Anna Meek into the dining room. And she says, are we moving chairs now? Is that what's happening? What are we moving? Yeah, apparently the house guests are also the interior designers. Okay. <laughs> yes, hello, murderer. Yes, hello, murderers. If you could please help them grab, grab more chairs, they'd be most appreciated. Yeah, I'll grab a chair. I'm looking out for you. I saw the lights go on. I ran. I'm not going to be the next victim. Yes, not you either me, ran not out of uh, sheer cowardice or you ran to go set up your next trap. <laughs> did you see anything while you were running? I did not see anything. I ran in hidden closet. What closet? Not my proudest moment, but I don't... Of course, she didn't need to see anything because she was setting up her next trap. And she said the closet. So I'm going to go look for this closet. Yes, why don't you go into the closet? Why don't you go into the closet and find out? Maybe I should trap there. I'm going into the closet. As a matter of fact, I grab Adamik by her hair and I'm dragging her with me. Oh my god. Oh, oh you bitch. No, you did not. Now I gotta pull up Adamik's character sheet. Oh no. Okay, so you can you can make your way to the closet. It looks like a closet. I mean, there's clothes on the ground. It's clearly been like someone's been in there and not just standing still. Things have been knocked around a little bit, but it's a closet. No trap. Investigation. Can I, do, I need, do I need to roll investigation? It doesn't matter because I rolled a natural one. Okay. Yeah, you see a closet. She says, see? Closet. I hid in there. <laughs> How do we know it's really even a closet? <laughs> All I saw in there was closet and coats. Boots. Well, yes, yes, um, yes, please set up your chairs and have your seat. We will begin to have the carbonara, uh, momentarily. Um, actually, go ahead and make, uh, you rolled an investigation on the closet, right? You got a one? Is that right? Okay, yes. cool. Yeah. All right, let's go to dining hall then. Or where are we going for the food? Carry chair. That's what I'm doing. I want to sit across from you, though. I want to look you in the eyes the whole time. I think that'd be in best interest, yes. you know. Keep your enemies mm, close. Okay, she's putting on a strong uh, front for someone who's just dragged by their hair. <laughs> yeah, she's not attacking yet. Because they didn't pull up her character sheet fast enough. Well. Yeah, so now we have Lady Emerald, Anamique, Jet Eve, Tara. And Flamingo starts to bring out Carbonara, sets seven plates down. Maroon and Mara both walk into the room. Coming from different areas? They each come from one of the doors. Where is Benny? Maroon says, I didn't see anything. Lights go on. I run away. That's how I'm the best spy in the world. <laughs> no spotlight's going to catch me. That checks out. And she tips her big brim. Does Benny have, like, anything magical on her that we can track down? Mara is clearly shaken, out of breath, very sweaty. Something was in the house, and it grabbed both of us. It was slimy. And it had legs, and it was long, 
I got away on the front porch, but Benny's outside somewhere. Oh my God. I, I didn't see what it is, but she's, she's outside and I came back in because I don't know what grabbed us. You said it dragged you out on the front porch? Yes. I, Tara, like, tugs at Jet's arm to bring her out to the front porch. Yeah, like, Jet's running. Uh, is Mara cover- covered in a, sli- a slime that you can see? No. No? Okay. So she doesn't look like she got Nickelodeon gooped. She looks more, like, wet and gross from being outside and, like, maybe in the grass or the mud, but not slimy. Okay. Uh, but Anamik will go over to the front door as well. I'm, I'm going as well. So the four of you make your way to the door. Uh, open it. The storm is brewing. You can see Mara's footprints coming back up into the house. You can see that there are some drag marks. Uh, nothing of Benny's specifically is there. She hasn't dropped anything, but you can tell that probably something did grab her and drag her out this way. Can I do like um, like a nature check to see if I can glean anything from the tracks on the ground uh sure all right that's a five plus nothing probably it's uh maybe a lizard ish thing probably maybe a lizard yeah we might be dealing with like a large reptile y'all but reptiles aren't slimy oh i i just i assume reptiles are slimy i guess it looked it felt like scales and gross Um, I would like to summon a, seat, a steed. Um, this steed, if you will allow me, will be a panther. And I'm going to send this panther to search the area. Okay. I'm down for that. Make it investigation. Okay. So I'm sending this panther... I think Tara's going to cast fly and also try and do like a search from an aerial view. Can I give advantage? Yeah, that's perfect, actually. Go for it. A natural 20 was my advantage because the first one was a five. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can definitely see that there are tracks leading towards the back of the house. There's no one else around. There is a large shed back there, though. Okay. So then I say, friends, it seems that we have an, um, an auxiliary building back behind the house. And so I am going to long led like, gallop, trot, like, run, book it to this, uh, book it to the back of the house and into the shed. Okay. Are you going back into the house or are you using the wraparound deck? I'm using the wraparound deck. Cool. Before you guys go, Flamingo says, one more time. Close your eyes. Uh, Eve, you are already outside. You don't have to roll. Fuck. You just aren't going to see anything either. So anyone who wants to roll perception can. If you close your eyes, you're not rolling perception. If you are rolling, it's perception with disadvantage. Okay. I mean, Tara's outside flying around with a panther. I rolled a two. So. Yes. uh, So you guys hear a scream in the house coming from the kitchen. From outside the kitchen... Mara walks out with blood on her hands and a knife in her hand and throws it down on the ground. And she says, it's Maroon. She attacked me. She's in the kitchen. I got, I wrestled the knife from her and I got her. Go check on her. Go. She's in there. Okay. I'm assuming that someone's going to like check on Mara. I'm going to see what's going on with Maroon. 
You can make your way into the kitchen and see that there has been food thrown everywhere. There's been clearly some sort of a scuffle going on. But Maroon does have a knife wound in her gut, and she is currently just coughing up blood. I don't have any spells, so... <laughs> just just watching her. Cool. That's fun. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to walk up. <laughs> Jet's going to walk up and apply pressure. <laughs> okay. She's going to be like, what's up? You're bleeding out. <laughs> yeah, Maroon tries to reach for her hat that has fallen. And she just keeps coughing. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to be able to talk, unfortunately. <laughs> not with the blood in her mouth. Damn it. Is Eve nearby? Eve is at the back of the house. Yes. So Eve just kept going, doesn't give a shit? Oh, I, well, if I have a chance to turn around, I would like to turn around, yes. Yeah, you can be a part of this, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that I'm in the kitchen, yes, and I'm going, to, I'm going to use chill touch and freeze the wound. Oh, nice. Oh. So the bleeding has stopped. Okay, and then I'm going to cure her with five points of my lay on hands. Very kind of you. She's in a stable condition, but she's currently unconscious from her blood loss. Can I do an investigation check to see if, like, I saw any signs on, like, them that supported the attacked and self-defense theory? Like, Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm not rolling in the box because I always get bad results in the box. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, never mind. That's a seven. You can tell she got stabbed. Uh, her hands are completely bloody from trying to, you know, apply her own pressure. Uh, while you guys are in the kitchen, Anamik will walk in as well. She will say, oh, shit, this. Is she going to be okay? I really don't know. Look, I can say for certain I don't. She's, she cannot be the killer. Look, when, when your friend went missing, I was with Maroon in the closet. I was climbing her like beanstalk. <laughs> this is the gay representation I need to see in my media. <laughs> Look, we saw an opportunity. We've been kind of eyeing each other all night. We took it. We didn't know someone was going to get kidnapped. But wait, you don't think that, you don't think that Maroon attacked Mara then, do you? No, I don't believe that. Oh, shit. So she's just out there? Does anyone know where Mara is? <laughs> Um, I'm going to telepathically tell my panther to go search for Mara. So Tara's on the panther, unaware of the sharp turn that they're about to take. <laughs> uh, the panther can make its way back onto the deck. Tara, roll me a perception check. Plus zero. Great. Oh, fuck that 20. Uh, you can yeah. see. Hell yeah. You can see that. Lady Emerald is currently bent over the piano. Mara has her knees on her back, and she's using a wire to strangle Lady Emerald. I'm sorry, I'm watching <laughs> Mara strangle Lady Emerald? Correct, you are. Okay, we're going to... Sleep. We'll sleep both of them. Okay. What, saving throws? Uh, no. It is 5d8. And then oh, right, uh, right, right. if that hits their maximum health. Got you. It would go for the weakest first. So I guess whoever's lowest on health. Uh, Lady Which Emerald is. 16 plus 14 is 30 plus 5 is 35. And I'll, I'll actually do it at um, a second level. So I'm going to add 2 D to it. So 35 plus 10, 45. Is this for both of them or just one... It's for both of them, okay. but I think it hits Emerald first. Uh, yeah, so it's going to hit Emerald, and now she's limp and being strangled. 
And Mara's. Whereas Mara <laughs> was not affected and she's having a she's much easier fine. time now. Okay, great. Well, this worked out well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, now you're seeing some blood trickle out from the piano wire. If somebody's being shaken or interacted with, they would wake up. So I guess Emerald will just wake up again. Oh! <laughs> Tara starts screaming, help, Mara's attacking. And she's not sleepy at all. Don't, don't try. I... Uh, as soon as Mara hears that, she goes, ah, shit, tries to run for the back of the house. Ooh, I... We're going to see how this goes. I'm going to mold earth in front of her so she trips. Yeah, that's fair. She's going to trip, fall right into the hallway and out of the room and out of your sight. Ah, fuck. I mean, well, Panther would be like gunning her down right now. Yeah, she's inside the house. Panther's outside the house. Panther can't jump through a window. Panther ends up chasing Mara into the conservatory. Doors wildly swinging open, crashing, creating a dramatic effect because that's what we do here. She stands at the doorway, crashing behind her. Stop! Stop! This night is not over until you're all dead. Pardon? You. Actually, I don't have much of a problem with you. It's more just your friends. You don't get to know everything until everyone is together. And that Anamique, I need her. I need your friend. Mara's going to cast. Panther's going to pounce on her. Then she's going to cast Dispel Magic and get rid of this panther. Counterspell. Dispel magic is a level, that's what, two or three? Three. So it just cancels immediately. Cool. Can Panther pounce now? Then yes, Panther can pounce. Thank you. Okay. Panther is going to pin this bitch down because she needs to pay. I'm going to make a strength saving throw then to try and get out of it. That's going to be... The thing I really didn't make her was strong. Fuck me up. One plus four is five. Wait, is it nat one? Nat one. I think it's an auto fail. I got an eight minus one seven, so that was my only shot to get out of it. Ah, good. So she uh, gets knocked over, fumbles a little bit, gets back up on her knees, and takes off running for the shed outside. Tara and the panther only see this. Eve, can you see through the panther, right? So you know this too? Uh, I don't think that Eve can see through. We can just tell. We can just communicate telepathically. Okay. So Panther can tell me where Miss Thing is going. You know that she's heading to that shutout back. Okay. Uh, Anamik looks at you two and says, "Look, you two go. I'll take care of her. Make sure she's okay." Tara can still see Mara. Uh, you can see her making her way to the shed. Yeah. How far away would you say she is? Sixty-one feet. Okay. Shit, ninety-one uh, feet. <laughs> Tara buckles down and gets down on one knee. Just kind of points her finger in the general direction and casts Lightning Bolt. Oh, nice. Which is a stroke of lightning forming a line of 100 feet and 5 feet wide. Shit. Uh, each creature in line must make a dex saving throw of 16. <laughs> Not what you go to. Okay. Dex saving throw. Don't mind me. I'm just counting D6s. <laughs> I got a 12 That's not gonna do it, babe No Okay, so Mara's going to take 8d6 of lightning, lightning damage So this is the first four Beat her oh, ass <laughs> So that's 8 damage from 4d6 That's great No wow. And then 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16 So 16 plus 8 24. 
Okay. Twenty four. That's, that's not bad shit. No, that hurt her. Also uh, ignites any flammable objects in the area that weren't being warned or carried. So I guess just like a fucking line of fire all the way to Mara. Does it go past her or does it stop at her? It goes a full hundred feet. You're going to hit that shed. Okay. Shed on fire. Cool. Cool. Benny, you're getting real hot now. Uh, As soon as it lights on fire, a long snake-like, not snake-like, a long salamander appears to run out and stand next to Mara. And she says, this is not how this night is supposed to go. You're all, mm, you couldn't just sit down and have dinner. Clearly, you had to go walking around, making it very difficult. And Benny taking me with her when I had people, you have, I will end all of you. But I'll make you watch your friend burn first. What the fuck did you guys do to her? Yeah, for real. I'm not sure what side I should be fighting for. Um, I don't think we returned her buckets that she let us borrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking crime. I she doesn't have either of you to explain it to. She's got Tara, which she's kind of saving Tara for the end. And can Why? Panther make an attack? Uh, if we're going to roll initiative, are you guys going to roll initiative before you guys even get there? Panther's rolling initiative, yes. Okay. Everyone roll initiative, and then Tara and... No, not Tara. Jet and Eve can come in after the first round. How's that? Okay. Okay. But first, a quick thank you to a few of our Patreon members. M, the minstrel, for always brightening up our Discord with their lyrics. And Tucker, for being there for us from the very beginning. Thank you all so much for your support. It means the world. If you'd like to join our family of bucket buccaneers, that's a term I just made up without running it by anybody, you could find us on Patreon or in our Discord for free to discuss the latest episode with the cast or just talk about your day. There's a link to both and all of our other platforms on rollgayroleplay.com. You hear whispers, powerful voices that speak to you of destiny and danger and temptation. So let's go ahead then and jump into the 13th age. Zen will tilt her head back, look up to the sky, and shout, Linda? The Prince of Shadows gives us stuff to do, and in this case, he wants us to get that amulet. It's on its way to the Lich King. Meanwhile, Rill is following strangers through alleyways. So I'm using a maneuver called Carve an Opening. The Escalation die goes up to four. I am going to cast Chaos Bolt. I'm going to use Grim Intent. And she rolled a 17 versus your AC. That's the most exciting thing that could have happened. Rill would probably just scream, (laughs) just like in terror. You hear, feel, a tearing in your mind like a rope has snapped, and suddenly you're adrift. When you open your eyes, you're alone. This is the Eternity Archives. Find us online at theeternityarchives.com or wherever you prefer to listen. Back to the show. 17 for Tara. It's 17. And for a panther, it is 16. Does Benny roll initiative or she's just like... Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll initiative because you'll be able to escape your... Okay. You're currently tied up in the shed. A salamander was watching you, but now you have a shed that's kind of lighting on fire around you and you're still tied up to a chair. Okay. She got a 22. Oh, well, you definitely get to make the first move. Sitting myself down. On this ground, the shed is burning. I'm scared now. Did, and Eve, I was going to say, Eve got a 22 as well. 
So let's start the initiative. Benny, you are currently tied up in a chair in a shed that is on fire. What can you do on your turn to get yourself out of there? Tied up with rope? Yeah. She thinks of this hedgehog that she... Was it a hedgehog or a chinchilla? I think it was a hedgehog that she gave to a farmer in the werewolf episode. She uses wild shape to turn into that hedgehog. Perfect. You're a hedgehog sitting on a chair now. Not tied up. Yep. Still a lot of flames. Still a lot of fire. Yeah, that's uh, her turn. Okay. It is our friendly salamander's turn. Oh, good. He's friendly. Yeah, super friendly. (laughs) He's going to run up on the panther slash Terra. Is Terra still on the panther? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Just checking. I think Terra got off to like steady herself for the lightning bolt. All right. Well, the salamander is going to go for the panther because that seems to be the dangerous thing right now. And it's going to spear it. And it's going to roll a 5 plus 7, 12 to hit the panther. Armor class is 12, you motherfuck. Mm, Beautiful. (laughs) Okay, so that's 2d8 plus 4. So 7 plus 4, 11 damage. That's half his health. Plus 1d6 fire damage. So add another 4 to that. Oh my god. So 15? 15 damage. All right, so panther is bloodied. Uh, And then... Uh, the, the salamander is going to attack with its tail. Uh, again, the panther. We want to get rid of this thing. Uh, 13 plus 7, 20 to hit. Yeah, that totally, that totally misses. <laughs> uh, so that is 2d6 plus 4 bludgeoning damage plus 2d6 fire damage. He's dead. So 4d6 uh, is 13 plus 4, 17 damage. Dead. What happens when it dies? It just goes off. And it's, it's a spirit animal, so it does nothing happens, really. It just goes away. So the salamander swings with its tail and, like, a puff of glittery, sparkled black panther <laughs> goes off into the sky. <laughs> uh, the salamander turns its attention to Terra now. That's fair. But that will end its turn. So, Terra, you're up. Uh, I'm going to cast Phantasmal Killer on our new lizard friend. Okay. What that does is I tap into the nightmares of a creature that I can see within range, and it creates an illusory manifestation of its deepest fears, visible only to that creature. So they have to make a wisdom saving throw. 16. Okay. I don't think salamanders are wise. Well, plus zero. I got a 13. That is not going to do it. Okay, so you're going to take 4d10 of psychic damage. Uh, 16, 17, 18, 19. That's 19 damage. Okay. And uh, at the start of each of the target's turns, before the spell ends, the target must succeed a wisdom saving throw or take the same 4d10 of damage. Okay. It's up to a minute. Shit. At the start of its turn? At the start of the creature's turn. Start of turn. Wisdom. Okay. Cool. Anything else you can do? Nope. Just kind of chilling. Okay. We can take Tara and Jet's turn to make their way out to the uh, area. You guys have made your way outside. Now it is Mara's turn. And now that all of you are outside and she sees everybody, minus the hedgehog, this night was supposed to go. All of you deserved to die. Every last one of you. Maybe not Simon. He was a casualty in this, but 
I needed a host to get you all here. Why, uh, why are we your targets? Why? <laughs> you left a pirate tied to a tree in my town. Those pirates came looking and ravaged us. We had to rebuild all over again because of you. Oh. And when we learned, when we rebuild, someone came back to find us. We found the light. We found Mayak. Oh. And so, my dear Mara, the murder of innocence is how you pay your village back for its ravaging. The ravaging that you caused. We brought back light through Mayak. And you caused the murder of innocence. Hey, Emerald, I need that helmet. That emerald on there is very valuable. The Viscount, he was really boring, and I didn't want to talk to him anymore. So I just decided he was a good addition. No one's going to miss him. M- Maroon San Francisco swiped an artifact out from underneath me. We almost had Germanata on lock, and she came in and swiped an artifact. Writing, yeah, writing down those, uh, writing down those Germanata? notes. So Maroon has an artifact for Germanata. The Heirs of Glory. Wait, what artifact does she have? I almost had my hands on the disco stick. Maroon <laughs> cut there before me. I thought that she would bring it with her. She likes to show off, but it's not in her stuff. I already checked. Has someone taken a ride on the disco stick? I plan to. <laughs> and if, let me see, she uh, looks at the dark sky as if she can somehow tell the time from it. By now, we've already destroyed Buble Bay. Uh- that's fine. I just wanted to tell you, Jet, your entire farm has burned to the ground. Uh, uh, are you are you serious? Are you serious? The whole bay's gone. The whole bay. It is now I mean, a land of Mayak. Who's this Mayak guy again? He is the cat guy that will bring light to all, power to the people that deserve it, and end all other religion. Including Yonsei. And with that, Eve is now going to eat Mara. <laughs> well, she's going to go first, because talking is a free action. And she's, well, I mean, Tara's the only one that's close enough to get right now. Yeah, we'll do a scorching ray at Tara. Okay. So you create rays of fire, hurl them in the direction, make a ranged spell attack. Cool, that's what I'm going to do. And I rolled... Four? Okay. <laughs> oh, that hits. Yeah. No. Yeah, the Scorching Ray flies right by Tara. Damn it! And Tara just kind of looks at her and goes, if you're not careful with the disco stick, you could summon the fame monster. I'm so mad at you. Uh, summon? don't want to summon it. I want to destroy it. You see, what you haven't learned, your teleportation rings are adorable. And that's great. Yes, you can take an artifact and dig the essence into a new item. Or... You can consume it. I didn't have any powers before Maic. Now, look at me. And she casts... And you just missed me with a cantrip. Yes, well, she casts a bonus <laughs> action, and maybe it's better. She does a telekinetic shove. Uh, so, Tara, make me a strength saving throw. Oh, good. Tara's really good at strength. <laughs> uh, that is a two. Minus one is a one. Tara, standing on her feet, all of a sudden is thrown 30 feet back towards the house. So you're close to Benny and Jet now, or even Jet now, tumbling over, ass overhead. Boom, 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 boom. Am I prone? 
Hands and knees. Let's say hands and knees. Ooh. And of course, Tara like whips her hair up. <laughs> right. She's <laughs> face down ass up. Crawl slowly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that ends Mara's turn. It is now our hedgehog's turn. So the hedgehog is in the burning shed, yeah? Yeah. She's going to try and escape. I'd say you can you can find a hole big enough for you to squeeze through. All right. She makes her way outside of the shed. Oh, you're behind Mara now. Shit. Behind Mara. Yeah. So she sees that, yeah? Yeah. Is it an action to turn back into Benny? Let me see. I think it's just I unconcentrate on the spell. Oh, yeah, it's a bonus action to um, revert back to my normal form. Okay, so bonus action, you can do it. Okay, um, so she bonus actions that. Would she have heard with the fire going as a hedgehog, Mara's speech? Uh, we can say that you heard it. She said it loud enough. Sure, why not? Okay. Benny is going to use... How far away is she from... Mara? 30 feet. 30 feet. Um, she is going to use... She's going to use crossbow on Mara. Okay. Non-lethal. Sure. If that matters. And <laughs> she rolled a 12 to hit. That hits. Wow. No. Do I not have okay. her equipment attached? No, I do. That hits. Dang. All right. And she does eight damage. She uses sneak attack, which is 3d6, 11 more damage. And she has advantage on this attack, so she's going to crossbow again. Okay. 25 to hit that time. Yeah. And nine damage. Okay. Wow, she is hurt. I don't know if we should kill her. It sounds like she has a lot of information. Um, hey... I know I just shot you with a crossbow, but we do apologize for leaving that guy there. We weren't... Uh, I don't. We were really just focusing on ourselves. <laughs> and uh, that's not how Benny usually acts, and we really apologize. The only thing that I'm sorry about is I can't find your half-orc friend. He was part of that, too. Half-orc friend? Benny pulls out a piece of the net and cries into it slowly. <laughs> Okay, sounds like a lot. We don't need to get into this now. <laughs> um, is it Eve's turn now? Well, then, yes, it is Eve's turn now. Thank you. I run, uh, I am sprinting with a javelin in my hand, and I rolled a 21. And, Who are you hitting? Uh, I'm hitting Miss Girl. I'm going to impale her with a javelin. Oh, not the salamander. Okay. No, her. Cool. What did you roll? 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, non-lethal hit, if that's what it is. <laughs> it's just a non-lethal impaling. I hit for three damage. <laughs> that did not kill her. And then I'm going to cast, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. Yeah, she just uh, is going to take 1d6 damage. Okay. Five. She's going to take five damage, non-lethal. She's still alive. Okay. Anything else you can do? And then I, I'm trying to use my full, my full speed, to full movement, to get up to her. How close am I? Uh, you're going to give the salamander an opportunity attack if you're going to run past him, because he is between uh, you two. That's fine. Okay. Well, then I'm going to roll that, but you can get you can get close to Mara for sure. Yeah, my speed is 30. So you're actually going to be right where the salamander is then, and Mara's like 20 feet back from that. Okay, I'm going to stop at the salamander then. Cool. Well, you're not moving out of his range then, so it's not an opportunity attack. Now it is the salamander's turn. Wisdom save. 
Yes. Ah, fuck. Fuck. Five. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. Thank you. 4d10 damage. Uh, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay. Also, what is it seeing? What's like its worst nightmare? I googled it. I have some common predators of salamanders if you'd like. <laughs> uh, I would like that. Thank you. Oh my god, please tell me giant bird. Uh, crayfish, giant water bugs, snakes, birds, shrews, frogs, fish, skunks. <laughs> Sometimes large fishes. Large fish. It's just, it's just large fish in the air. Is the fish floating? <laughs> or is it like fish. Fucking magic carpet on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> They're all flopping around it, which is really just terrifying. If the salamander is under this under this spell, would it be able to have an opportunity attack if it has a nightmare? I think it just takes damage. It can still act, right? Yeah, it doesn't say that like they have to attack the illusion. It's it's just doing damage well, I mean, at the beginning of the turn. Oh, okay. I mean, like it. I just thought that since it was under a nightmare spell, it wouldn't be focused on attacking. It'd be focused on probably, I guess, I guess getting to safety or something. It doesn't like fish, but it needs to attack. It's got to do something. <laughs> yes, queen. Okay. It's, it's just like, fish, fish, ah! Because that's how salamanders sound. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> okay, so it took its damage. We're going to start with a spear attack on Eve, since we're right next to you. And that's... Nope. Nope. No, nope. 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 11 to hit. Nope. Which doesn't do it. Okay, well then we're going to try its tail. <laughs> 17 plus 7. <laughs> 16 plus 7 Which is what? 23 Okay, I'm casting uh, shield Oh, I'm so sorry My spell uh, causes it to be frightened If it doesn't save So oh. it has disadvantage on checks and attack rolls well, I wasn't going to hit your ass anyway Okay Never mind not casting shield uh, Our salamander does nothing but stand there But it is going to move just slightly adjacent It's going to put itself between Eve and Mara so you're going to have to, like, go around it to get to her now. Oh, no, no. Uh, and with that, Jet. Oh, yeah, baby. How far is Mara from me? 50 feet. And my action would have to be, like, run up on her, right? Uh, yeah, because right now you have even the salamander kind of between you and her. Okay, I'm just going to use my action to get close to her because I can only really hit things, right? I want to get nice and close so she's in hitting range. Okay. Are you, like, dashing up to her? Yeah. And I'm just uh, kicking, I'm kicking the skeleton, uh, the, the salamander a little. It doesn't do any damage, but. Okay. Just like parkour off of it. Exactly. Got it. Cool. <laughs> like use one of its like joints to step off of it. I, I like that. She does like a sick flip in the air and runs over. And the salamander's like, ah, fish. Ah, fish. <laughs> Tara. Um, You're up. Tara's going to look at Mara and just say, hey, uh, I mean, you should be able to tell what direction this is going. Tell us everything you know and give up, and there's actually a chance of you living through this, hon. I've already told you. I'm doing this because you destroyed us. You're standing in our way. I'm not backing down. Mayak will reign supreme. We will destroy every one of your towns and every one of your religions. You will not stop us. I respect the hustle, girl, but I, I can't let you do that. And then I cast Toll the Dead on uh, Mara, which is a wisdom saving throw. And we can all hear bells. Ah, fish and bells! Fish and bells! <laughs> a salamander's least favorite things. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> uh, 13 wisdom saving. Oh, I'm sorry. 17 wisdom saving throw. 17? Okay, you passed. Um, if you pass, I guess nothing happens. We just hear bells. But Tara's going to play it off and be like, yeah, how about, how about those bells? It's actually Moira singing, oh, Danny boy. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mara's turn. Girl, got to get the fuck out of there. She's going to cast Hold Person on Eve. So please make me a wisdom saving throw. And Hold Person, bitch? That's my trademark, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually going to cast it at fifth level so I can get somebody else too. You can get, I think, everyone. At fifth level, I think at third level, you can get two people. I think at fifth level, you can get like five. So fifth level, you can target one person then a second person, you can target one additional humanoid for each slot above second. So yeah. third, fourth, fifth. You're right. I can do four people right now. Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm going to cast whole person on everybody. So wisdom saving throws all around. I'm just handing him out today. It's like a buffet. <laughs> 14, 15, 16, 17. I got a 17. You're fine. I got an eight. Oh, you're held. Is this a charm? Is whole person a charm? It's your spell. Bitch, first of all, <laughs> stop yelling. <laughs> it's an enchantment. Stop yelling. <laughs> I got eight. Uh, okay, you are also... How does it feel to be held and hold person? Um, I think I can still cast spells. If I can still cast spells, I'm fucking her up. Uh, Benny, what did you roll? 17. So Benny and Tara are fine. The other two of you are... Not. Not. You guys are held. Uh, on a failed wisdom saving throw, you're paralyzed for the duration. Paralyzed means you can't cast spells. What you talking about? Looking it up. Paralyzed. But you guys can make wisdom saving throws at the end of your next turn. Look, Mara's got to do something. And I'm like right next to her. She could literally just slap me. Incapacitated. Cannot take actions or reactions. So no spells. It's as long as the spell is purely mental. I don't, I can't, like, if I can't, like, so I, it has to be a spell that I can just think about. And I don't think I have any of those. Like, Okay. Yeah, I think fuck. most have, like, somatic. Elements. Yeah, most of them do. And your actions or reactions. So that was Mara's turn. I thought she had a bonus action that was actually a real action. So I can't take it. So that's her turn. Benny. Go ahead and end this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, Benny is going to... She sees Eve and Jet um, paralyzed, and she's very upset. Mara, those, those, those two are my friends, and they tried to save me, just like we tried to save your village. And I, I, I get it, we weren't perfect at it, but we really had real good intentions, and I guess good intentions are... You know, the death of everything. And she runs up and whiplashes her. I mean, what's the minimum damage on that? Roll to hit first, but... Oh, uh, she did roll a 14 to hit. Uh, the minimum damage is going to be six. Uh, you rolled a 14, you said? To hit. Uh, yeah, we're done. Mm -hmm. Then you hit, and she does not have six health left, so... What about the salamander? Okay. Uh, it's her elemental. It's going to disappear as soon as, soon as she's... the salamander would disappear. Um... Yeah, so she has Mara by the neck. Oh, with the whip? Nice. The whip. Mm -hmm. That's kind of hot. Okay. Is Eve unparalyzed? 
Yes, all spells have been dispelled now. Neat. Okay, so Eve is going to walk over to Mara, and I'm assuming she's, like, hunched over. I'm going to put my foot on her back and, like, stomp her to the ground. Huh? And I say, uh, my dear Mara, you have made a grave mistake. Please tell us, who was the person that came to your village and gave you this mm, filth about Maic and saving yourselves? Oh, I'm trying to think if she would tell you. Um, as she, like, is pondering this, I'm pressing harder into the, her back with my foot. Like, grinding it in like Ivy from Soul Calibur. Let's let the roll decide this. Roll intimidation for me. Okay, it's gonna be 18 plus 7, 25. Fine. The person who told me about Mayak has been inside the whole time. Is it Lady Emerald? God damn it, it's Flamingo. No, it's Anamik. Anamik knew all about Mayak. Right? Anamik knew all about Mayak. And um, Benny's still holding on to the whip, and she's getting very distressed. Because Anamik's the one that told me. I talked to Anamik about Mayak before, and she knew about it. And and Benny has never, like, taken the time to learn about, like, the anatomy of the neck. So she doesn't really understand the limits of pressure and force. And she's, like, pulling a little too hard on the whip Ooh. choking mara a little bit don't, don't. uh inappropriately <laughs> mara's not going to be talking much uh if you guys look at the window you can see that lady emerald and maroon are all staring out the window at you obviously no one's helping you but benny lets go of the whip at this point and as eve is whipping around he grinds his heel super into mara i like want to create a hole in her back i mean are you trying to kill her yes no wait <laughs> You're welcome to kill her. Okay. So I, um, well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm sure that did probably didn't kill her because um, Eve is dainty and really light. No, he's not light. Uh, fuck Mara because she's basically out for the count. But um, I, so I literally, I charge through the window. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, you can charge through the window. I'm guessing everyone's following. We're all go- making our way inside. Yeah, Tara has like, one of Mara's shoulders or one of Mara's arms around her shoulders. It is like kind of soldier carrying her. That's nice of you. I like that the smallest person in the group is doing that too. Yeah. But the whole time she's making comments like, Oh no, don't worry. I got this. That's fine. This is great. I'm in heels, but it's fine. I was going to say your heels and mud. Oh, so you bust through the window. You find, uh, Flamingo, Lady Emerald, and Maroon San Francisco, all in the same room. As you search for Anamik, however, all you find is a knife stuck to the bar with a note attached. The note reads, Fucking fuck. Thank you for being guests at dinner party. Until we meet, who knows what the future holds? Sincerely, Madam Cookie. If you look out the window, you'll see a glimpse of a two-story house fading out of existence. What the fuck? With a new big bat in town, can Benny put her emotions aside? Will Jet find out what happened to her brother in her town? And will anybody ride the disco stick? Find out all the answers to these questions. I mean, maybe. Who knows? I write myself into corners all the time. But keep listening on season three of Roll Gay Roleplay. To be fair, there was a lot of roles that made clues go lost, and there was nothing I could do about that. It's okay. Like, every investigation was like eight. (laughs) All right. There's dirt. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to season three officially of Roll Gay Roleplay. 
Uh, yeah. Join <laughs> us next week, everyone. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Toodles. Bye. LGBTQIA Actual Play Podcast Network.